You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, and introducing Aaron Hubbard. Welcome to episode 73 of Blue Yonder. I'm Jim Jones. And I'm A. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, there was a little pause there. What, were you unsure of your name this week? I'm holding my breath. <laughs> You're, how long are you going to do that? The whole cast? Till I turn blue. Till I get what I want. <laughs> and what he wants this week is to talk about Chain World. Oh, yeah. He also wants to talk about whether or not it's appropriate for men in their 30s to be playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> But of course, as usual, he also wants to bring the bullshit thunder. Yeah. So that's what we're going into right away. Do you have any bullshit? I have a little bit. I okay. got ultimate bullshit. Catch your breath first, because I don't want you to be out of breath while you're I kind of want to see, seem dynamic like a random marathon. Okay. I've had a, I've had a, a wild whirlwind of a week. Because you we, did the slip and slide. I know that yeah, much. Yeah. We, the jello slip and slide. We di- I did. Uh, so we finished our, concluded our cast last Thursday. Uh-huh. Uh, which is not to cast. come out. It was a it fucked up experience. No, for me, it's anyway. the best cast. Let's hype this cast a little bit. You because... played a <laughs> elaborate experiment on my brain. I did, and it left me very ill prepared to deal with what came <laughs> next. Which my girl, my girlfriend came home and broke up with me. Out of the clear uh, I'm sorry blue to yonder. Hear that, man. Out of the clear blue yonder. I, I, I legitimately sorry to hear that. I no joking. It's her loss. Because it is. It was bullshit. It's kind of bullshit. And you go, girl. Yeah. Whatever. Get the hell out. No. No. Um, no. You. Oh, the girl me. I'm the girl. Scenario, yeah. Kinda. If I tuck my tuck my long, <laughs> I can make a good girl. I can buffalo billet with the best you have of to them. Grow your hair back out and shave the beard. For God's sake, shave the full Riker. What about if you're going to be the girl? What about this? <laughs> Shaving this. That's what I'm talking about. We'll post a picture of that in the forums. Yeah, we will. Um. So that was crazy, and then like I had my son all weekend, which is great yep, because yep. you know we played video games, went to comic book store, we went swimming. Mm. He's riding his bike now, so Panfee update. Um, there's a trail <laughs> that runs to Greenfield. <laughs> we're both nerds, and sure. uh, so we were like riding our bike everywhere. We ride our bike to the pizza place, ride our bike to the comic book store, we ride our bike to the campground and go swimming, and mm. it's amazing. It's it's awesome. I, can't, I it's, it's so much fun now that he's riding a bike and he's he's mobile. Um. And then, you know, work's been kind of kooky. Um, I've been really busy. There's, like, been vendors in. I've been taking them out drinking every night for free, which is kind of awesome. Today, I had a golf outing in Ooh. Satan's oh. asshole. Yeah, man. It was 100 degrees straight up. Yeah. And then, like, heat index? Like, the heat index was, like, felt like 110. Yeah. They and were saying the 116 in D.C. and where. Right. And I bet that's pretty bad. A, a lot of that, too. I bet there's a lot of swamp ass in D.C., but, like, the Arizona <laughs> fuckers, like, nah, it's 120 out here. It's like, whatever. You right. got 10% humidity. Right? Your, yeah. your evaporative function that evolution gave you actually works. <laughs> in Indiana, it doesn't. You just get yeah. swamp ass and miserable. Sure. Um, but that's still a lot of fun because the thing about. A golf outing is they play in a scramble format. What is you, that? You, okay. No, I'm totally unfamiliar. So what you do is everyone tees off, and then whoever got the best shot 
everybody drops their ball within arm's length of that ball and then Whoa. and then plays the next round and then then shoots again and then you take the best <laughs> shot of those and drop your ball and shoot so everyone kind of collaborates to play the theoretical best round of golf hmm. and you get crazy scores like we were 11 under par Whoa. Which is like a, you know, and the person that won. It's I think like the getting one six was, different tries. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. we had a six-man team mm-hmm. and you, you also get a mulligan apiece. Um, oh, wow. Which means one mulligan, but that means you get to retry any shot that you want one mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So, and the team that won got like 17 under. It was crazy. But it's fun because you're out there and it's kind of an adverse experience. But, like, everybody's there to have fun and you're drinking. There's free alcohol. And, like... Yep. It's kind of like a compressed version of a friend group because you're... What? Well, like, I only knew half the people in my six-man group. The other three were relative strangers. But you start developing these, like, sayings and memes and catchphrases that last throughout the day. What is a friend group? Friend. Friend. Okay. I thought you said Fredin. <laughs> I am speaking as the Engalash. <laughs> yeah, the, like a compressed a version group. of like a, a friend group. So you get all these inside jokes and stuff in the space of five hours gotcha. under the guise of alcohol and heat exhaustion. Sure, sure. But it was so fucking hot and I'm wrung out and now I'm sitting here casting with my good friend. In a hot room. Good friend Jim. But the other thing that happened that we can both talk about is we released a podcast, uh, Breaking Good. About, what are you talking about? I don't remember this at all. Well, let me jog your memory. <laughs> um, this is the most successful podcast ever bald done. move has ever done. Well, ever. By period. far. Um, and, you know, because we decided, you know what? We like Breaking Bad. We'll talk about it anyway. So let's just do a podcast on it. We've got all this equipment, all this experience. Let's yeah. just do it. Our listeners know we talk about television all the time. We talked about Mad Men, yeah. The Wire, Breaking Bad. And we yeah. decided, you know what? The new season is coming up. Let's do a new show. Yeah. So we started Breaking Good. Yes, and first the the first episode that we covered mm-hmm. got 500 listens in the first, first day. day. We've got like 17 so far five star iTunes. Oh yeah, reviews. we're getting email. All the stuff that you fuckers never do for us. <laughs> Our Breaking Good family is delivering, right? Right. So like we're like we're like man, that's how you do a. Uh, semi-successful podcast you find a popular yeah. tv show that's lightly covered because mm-hmm. like there's only one other pod there's the official podcast mm-hmm. yeah um that's not really it's 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 a it's a it's well, publicity it's, well, it's not it's, really a fan cast well it's awesome because they've got the people from the actual sure. show and they've got the producer and they've got directors and mm-hmm. they've got actors so you get perspectives you're never going to get anywhere else right Right. But then there's the other, the fan shows, the fan side is all the analysis because we can speculate. Right. We can do the things that the actors and the producers can't do. Right. Because they know too much. Right. Right. And so, they yeah. won't like talk about spoilers and stuff like that. Exactly. We will. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's the key to success apparently is you find a, a, a TV show that's popular and is lightly covered and, you know, when you're the number one, you're in the first page of Google results and the front page of iTunes results for that thing, you are going to blow up. You are. I'm going to suggest that the personal arrogance guys actually switch to a Desperate Housewives yeah. uh, podcast. Yeah, I think that's I rife. Think, I, yeah, yeah. That needs to be covered. Plus, with their knowledge of the sitcom sets, I think oh, they could really pull that off. The in-depth analysis they could bring. Ooh, man. Uh, Exit stage back. Yeah. <laughs> Some more show notes. Uh, we got interviewed by um, the Amazingly Pulp Show. No. When did that happen? That happened like a couple weeks ago, but they just but it released, released it. this week, yeah. And I thought we sounded like fucking 
geniuses inform the people like yeah. i was amazed i'm like wow we actually sound like we know what the hell we're doing yeah if you guys enjoy our show you definitely need to go check out that taps episode yeah uh, i call it taps it's the amazingly pulp show on our right, website right it's taps.ballmove.com yeah but uh really cool it's made by a guy that's like an aspiring comic book artist yeah i went to school with him he's a cool guy and, uh, and his brother and he's got like before he interviewed us he interviewed unshaved comics guys which are independent comic book publishers mm-hmm. very cool and he's got these connections and he's got a lot of interviews coming up and yeah i really like his show format lots of energy same kind of like he's got a co-host we got a similar type of yeah, uh, feedback I'm totally jealous of his intro i gotta say yeah it's pretty it's cool. the amazingly pulled show yeah. yeah that's so cool if only you could bring something like that you fucker right yeah hey uh this is episode hey, 73 of hey. yonder <laughs> well that about do it i don't do uh, we haven't done a redneck outro for long. We should do that tonight. <laughs> oh, we will. We will. I'll bring it. And then PowerPlay uh, released another one to the episode four Indeed this week. Indeed, they did episode four of PowerPlay Resurrection, mm-hmm. as it should be called. Um, and then some final show notes. We had Madrew on last week, and it was I thought it was pretty entertaining. I liked his military stories. I liked. I got the, some decent feedback on. Got it, some yeah. decent feedback, and uh, he actually got some flack because yeah. Madrew's kind of big in the RPG community, and you know. Uh, he got some flack about from different female listeners about our different views about male privilege, and he got forwarded a link, which I'll probably put in the show notes. Um, but this person, this is like a feminist studies, and she wrote this big essay about why men don't get male privilege. And then she's like, well, I'm a white person, and I've got white privilege. I'm, I'm going to explore that. And she like wrote out 40 different things where her white privilege comes into play in society. And, and she's okay. like, it's really, it was really hard for me to admit some of these things, and not all of them are bad. And like, it's basically, she defended white privilege the way I guess a man would defend male privilege. Like, well, we didn't ask for it. The fact that yeah. we get, I mean, it's not like I go into my boss and like, I want to be paid more than any fucking equivalent woman. Because <laughs> I'm white and Because I got a dick swinging between my legs. Right? No, but, I've never done that. Like, well, I've done that once, but that was extenuating circumstances. Okay, right. Well, I mean, you were a male dancer. So <laughs> yeah. that was, that was you know, relevant it was to justified. the position. Yeah. yeah. That was part of your experience and, and your criteria <laughs> that meets the, the job description. But, um, you know, I didn't ask to be stronger than most women. I didn't ask to be... Oh, he's getting offensive right off the bat in this episode. I'm stronger. I'm smarter. I'm <laughs> hairier. I am hairier than most women. Um, so most. it's like, the thing is, like, I think it's... I like being stretched intellectually this way. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that I'm really evolving constantly. Like, I'm trying to be a better citizen and, and trying to, you know... I, I put these casts out. To, you know, talk about things like, you know, how I feel about gay rights and how I feel about women's issues and how I feel about geeks issues. And it helps me kind of better inform my worldview. So thank you for being part of that experiment. (laughs) Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. But yeah, he got some uh, some flack for that. Yeah, he did. He's still going to come back and do another Gen Con preview. I I hope so. We need. Yeah, we need to get him on next week. Because and, we're uh, two weeks away from Gen Con, people. It's, it's coming up fast. Right. The whole month of August. I'm like, I'm looking oh. at, I'm facing down Gen Con, uh, possibly Chicago Comic Con. Right. Um, and then PAX, like two weeks later. So I've got Which is going three to be Lava Palooza, man. We're going to be Pax, staying. With, oh yeah, we're going to be stay, staying with Matt and Jamie. Well, I'm uh, thinking I'm about. Gonna, I'm thinking about back. going. I'm thinking about going for Jamie's birthday too, which is you a couple what? days beforehand. Dude, I wasn't going to go because because my girlfriend couldn't get off work. Well, now fuck that. Yeah. I'm going out a day early. 
Jesse, we are coming for your birthday. Coming for your birthday. We got you. We got you just what you wanted. An extra day of A Ron and Jim smelly ass in your apartment. I don't take showers. I, I, he packs. registered for that on Target. I thought it was weird. Did he? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's a weird request. He had to custom His type all list? that out on the touchscreen. <laughs> Must have taken forever, that specific right? request. But yeah, yeah. Well, so, okay. I'm totally down. Let's leave. What is it? Wednesday that he's. Yeah. We'll have to His play birthday? to that, that post. Yeah, we'll have to go like Tuesday night. We're definitely going to do something. that. I'm pumped. I'm excited about PAX. I'm excited about Jim. Well, Con. I always love PAX, right? Plus, like, Mad Brew got us into an industry only, like. Um, gaming event. Uh, I, I want to say it's the Wear Cabbages Society. Whoa! I know. I've so never like heard of it either. Werewolf, but, it's, but wear cabbage. It's a somewhat secretive game designer in crowd thing that he's gotten invited to for consideration to join the club next year. So it's like full moon. I turn into a cabbage. Is yes. What I'm thinking. And he's we're his plus one to this. Event. If a cabbage comes towards you, with fangs. <laughs> watch out! No, no, no. Why does a were cabbage have to have fangs? Because it's not a werewolf cabbage. Ooh, it's, it's true. just a were cabbage. It would well, just how, have cabbagey leaves. How would it spread its were cabbageism? You eat it, and you turn into a were cabbage. That's a fucked up way to reproduce oneself. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, what does that? Praying mantis. Praying mantis will eat the head off of the uh, the mate. Yeah, but she has literally millions of babies. Well, no, mm. no, not literally millions. Literally hundreds of babies. Maybe the wear cabbages do as well. Really? Maybe. So, like, you because div- because multiple people are going to eat the wear cabbage. Do you right? know? I'm what I'm sure of. No one gives a fuck <laughs> right. about the breeding habit of wear cabbages. <laughs> That's okay. All the bullshit I have or need. That's all, and you, I've got friend? no bullshit. I am bullshit free oh, this good. week because I was full yeah. of it. <laughs> I, although I have to say, I am moving this weekend, so and that's, that's going to be an ordeal. Guess where he's moving? Back to the bald cave. Yeah, it's going to be Jim and Aaron. So no together more, again. <laughs> no more bald tower, unfortunately. But the bald cave will suffice, I think. Yeah, bald cave. Yeah. We'll have to figure out a setup for the uh, podcasting. Is this a short term thing? You think or? <laughs> Uh, until you get pissed off at the know. snow. That's what's going to happen. What? You're going to stay here until you get pissed off at the snow, and then, like, fuck this. No, because, eh, jobs, eh, jobs are for the weak. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You, you think you're just going to quit? Eh, no, no, if my boss is listening to this, absolutely <laughs> not. I have no plans to quit within the next three days. Hell no. <laughs> I don't care as long as the rent check doesn't bounce. Right? Right. She can stay as long as you want. Okay, so that's it for bullshit. Yes. Let's go into Chain World. Because yes. I read this article today about Chain World. I had not heard anything about this, but and apparently had. you had. Yeah, Jane, uh, Professor uh, Mc, McGonagall. Beer goggles, yeah. She talked about this at PAX, and it, I remember it being kind of a stink because I talked to some geeks in line, and they were kind of, it was already divisive back then in, in, in PAX. I had never heard of it. Until yeah, so, now. so okay, tell us from your perspective. Okay, so I was reading this article on Wired, I think, Yep. Um, about this game called Chain World. And I don't remember the guy's name. Do you know the guy's name? The created it? Yeah, look it up while I'm talking about it. Um, Jason Roar. <laughs> okay, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> I got Google. Foo! Google Foo. Mad Foo. Um, so Jason Roar uh, created this game called Chain World. And basically what it is, is it's a Minecraft, a version of Minecraft with different scripts. Um, and it's all contained onto one USB drive. Right. One thumb drive. Right. And the game can only be played from this thumb drive, and you pass it to someone. When like you die, he, you can only play one. That, that's, yes, the scripts yes. are all to serve to enforce the game rules, right? Which is you can you get one death. You get one life, right? And when you die, you're done. You're done playing it forever. 
So when you die, you hand it to someone else who would appreciate it, I guess, is what he said. Um, that expresses interest. That, that expresses interest, yep. yes. So this this game has a very weird history and lineage to it. Because what happened is he took this to a game development conference. I don't know what it was called. I might I look that up, too. The, Unless you have it immediately. They, they, yes, the it was 2011 the, Game Design Challenge. In San Francisco, uh, yeah. March 4th, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so he took it to this conference, and he gave it to this guy that he thought was was crippled because he's sitting in like one of the, the front rows with like right. leg crutches and yeah, the guy looks retarded to be fair <laughs> the guy doesn't look it. get out of here what are you doing he looks this Asian. Asian. it's the same thing <laughs> hey i dated an asian for a while <laughs> and she was retarded <laughs> no, come she on. broke up with you didn't she well she was retarded there You're you right. go uh but uh he so he gave it to this guy who he thought was handicapped because uh, he had crutches or whatever. But turns right. out he just injured himself at the dance party the night before. Right. At some insider game development party. Uh, so he gives it to this guy. But let me back up because the point of this was to develop a game that would become a religion. Yes. And like, and- there's a couple of tepid things and... You know, John Romero's dumbass got up there and did a pitch. Yeah, and, but this which, guy's like basically like this is going to be. You got this one life. You shape the world. You can't make any signage. It's just whatever you create stands on its own, and you pass yeah. on the next person. And this and mythology, one. The, yeah, and this mythology, and he, and he 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 took the USB drive and like sanded all the plastic off of it and painted mm-hmm. weird runes on it so it looks like a holy artifact. Yeah, put and like then, bumps on it. Yeah, and like all this grail, all this mystery would surround it and. Like you know, like how mm-hmm. oh, I, I wonder what's in that game, and you know, people want it. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, the Ark of the Covenant or yeah. something. It's very artsy the concept. I yeah. liked it. I loved it. Yeah, very high concept. But but he gives it to this guy at the conference, and so this guy takes it and he decides that he's gonna auction it off to celebrities. The third slot because he was the second second player. He was the second he's player. Gonna, yes. The first player was the developer. Yeah. Second yeah. player was this guy. Yeah. Um, his concept was to auction off the celebrities and then the celebrity give it to a common person and yeah, keep doing and that keep doing over that and cycle, over. Which I feel like that kind of violates the the initial concept. I know, like, and I love it. I want to I, – I, let's finish <laughs> right, the story right, and then okay. I want to talk about it. Okay, so you want me to go through the whole lineage of this, just, this drive? Yeah, give us a five-minute recap. Quick. Yeah, okay. sure. Um, so basically, this guy takes it. I'll jump in when you're wrong. He he eBay's it, yeah, because I'm doing this all from memory. Aaron's got this shit on the screen here. Uh-huh. Um, so he eBay's it, right? He puts it up for auction, right? And apparently, there were a few bids at first, and he thought it was going to sell for a few bucks, and then it caught fire, and people started bidding, and eventually, it ended up going for like thirty three hundred dollars, right, to the highest bidder. Um, but this guy was traveling in Hawaii at the time, mm-hmm. so he was kind of out of touch. For like three months, right? He was gone, and he was keeping this USB drive in like uh-huh. Ziploc bag with him in the fucking so that jungle. it wouldn't, yeah, so that it wouldn't get ruined. Because you know Ziploc bags can protect from anything. <laughs> Can't keep well, my meat from being water. freezer burned, but yeah, but water they're good. Oh, really? Let me I put so. one, let me put one your iPhone in one and throw it in a pool. Does that sound like a good idea? Uh, is it a double zip? Is it one of the? <laughs> it's a freezer bag, sure. Freezer bag, okay, let's do it. Wow. Yeah, let's do wow. it. But but let's wait until the new iPhones come out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so so he does that. He's in Hawaii. He's gone for three months, and the entire time he's got this thing. And I guess he plays it right. Right. 
He he did play it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But what happened is... Oh, I, I let's go back to the original developer for a second. Yep. Because he was saying that he played the game. He right. was the first player. And he had one of the most heartbreaking deaths ever. Right. Because he didn't get very far in his own game, apparently. Right. <laughs> I think he wanted to build a lot of cool stuff and, he like, did. lay the groundwork. But yeah. he basically fucked up in the first or second day of Minecraft. Yeah, and the... the Things killed him. The enemies killed Which him. Which can happen. I mean, yeah, it's, it's happened, happened to, us, to me. Right? Sure. Uh, so he was like, "Oh God, I can't believe I died." And now he has to pass it on. Yep, because that's his his vision for it. Right. So the guy in Hawaii auctions it off. Somebody buys it. Now he says that the drive is in the hands of the person who won the auction. Right. But he's also created multiple videos on YouTube. With him either a destroying the drive, yeah, like, like he, throwing he it into an he... open volcano, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> but he also has it where he's handing it off to some random person in Hawaii, like right. uh, uh, I don't know, some random person. But talk about the controversy already. Because when people heard that he was doing his auction bullshit, mm-hmm. a lot of people got pissed and tried. Oh, I, yeah, because he said it's like you got to do this and give it back to Jane McGon- McBeer goggles McBeer or whatever. Goggles, yeah, and other people like this is not this is not the intent of Chain World. This is not true to its vision, and right? they tried to bid it away to break the cycle, and they were going to start the real vision <laughs> do you see where this is going oh, this is totally we had apostasy is this not like yes, the, the break in the, the second Catholic player church? was apostate like, man yeah totally they, they became he could be he was a protestant he left the true faith absolutely and i'm i'm of the opinion that the original vision should be held to no ebaying right just hand it to the people so i'm i'm in the the purists right group. all right so flash forward and uh what happened after that I don't know. I because he made the... Uh, there's like 30... As far okay, as I know, so he now, made the videos and it, no one knows where it is. No, no, no. So someone won it for $3,300. Okay. And now this person is basically... No one knows what's happened now because they basically yeah. took it and are deliberately being mysterious about what they're doing with yeah. it because they want to add to the mythology. <laughs> they want to make it a religion. Right, right. That, that works for me. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. So this came up with like... Set six different interpretations of what how this is happening, and um, that this article lists that there were several things that Roar Roar's simple creation was revealing about games, religion, and human behavior. One, nothing. It's performance art. The Roar and this G guy that absconded to Hawaii were in cahoots playing nah, predetermined roles. That. Yeah, both of them say that um, that's not mm-hmm. true. I didn't get that vibe at all. Number two, religion is dumb. <laughs> and Frank Franz, well, I can agree with that. But the, I don't know the creative director it. of Zynga, which is the Facebook, uh, you know, oh, farm it's sold for almost a billion dollars. Yeah, that he thing. says. He says my favorite. Or wait, thing that ab- was PopCap. Never mind. He says my favorite thing about this is that it reflects the deep sickness unto death that is religion, a lethal blend of megalomaniacal solipsism, solipsism. Yeah, that's basically lying. Sure. Uh, paranoid schizophrenia, platonic idealism, banal pyramid schemes, banal pyramid schemes. Be anal. <laughs> grassroots collectivism and good old-fashioned re- resentment or resentiment whatever that the hell i don't even know what that word is i got a big vocab and that word bro- bro- this guy's got the vocab uh three religion is more than a sacred text uh roar the creator says this is totally not something i would have wanted to happen at all 
On the other hand, it's interesting that this guy would take something that I had done and irritate me with it. <laughs> if religion is about customs and rituals, not sacred text, G was a gift to Chain World, enriching it beyond the means of creator. So, so can we pause right here? Because yes. what I want to happen with this podcast is I want someone to take it and turn it into not only a religion, but I want someone to irritate me with it. I want it to be used in ways that I find offensive. Like supporting racism? Sure, whatever you want to do with it. Like, this... The, okay, I'm going to say do that? that this podcast is now released under a creative GPL, a, a public license. Are you putting this in a creative commons? I'm putting this in a creative commons. Anybody Whoa. can do whatever they want with this podcast. Please irritate me with it. All right, I'll That's endorse that. Saying. The creative commons license only applies to podcasts that are only Gemini. G- Gemini. Yep. It doesn't involve... Peter, because we can't speak for Peter right, or okay, any of our interviewees, sure. but everything that's just the two of us, yep. Creative Commons. Creative Commons. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll be down with that. Okay. And, and offend us with it. Offend us, irritate us, do, do your worst. Us. Yes. Assassinate us with the podcast. <laughs> that's what I really want. The PA guys need to really step up here, oh, yeah. right? They need, to, they need to do something horrible with it. You know what? Some asshole's going to fashion a bullet out of a USB drive and shoot <laughs> us at PAX. No, and then, no, no, no. Then it's got to be with the it. digital data. It can't be with a, a USB drive. That's not Creative USB Commons. drive with our podcast all loaded on it. No, I don't like that at all. Well, <laughs> that, that would, would irritate that would you, wouldn't it? <laughs> Getting killed by a USB <laughs> drive containing all the podcasts? That I would think irritate that fulfills me. the mission. No, it doesn't. It's got to kill me with data. His and face I don't is think red, it, listeners. I, I think that would irritate him. Well, I've been drinking, so <laughs> there's there is that. And I've been out in the sun all day. Um, number four, Roar and other eight gar- art gamers take themselves way too seriously, which I kind of got that from reading the article. Uh, no, I think this is oh, yeah, well, something that's you. interesting enough to qualify as not taking yourself too seriously. Yeah, but like people saying that this is this is perverted beyond. Rah, I mean, it's a ga- it's a game and USB drive, people. All right, let's get let's, 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 let's just okay, roll get through them, points. Yeah. Five that Roar is a genius. That the rules that he encoded in Chain World are so clever that even something that appears to be a perversion of the design's intent only serves to reinforce the metaphor, mm-hmm. which is the opinion of Game of Sutra's Alexander um, Gama Sutra. Basically, this guy made a game about how religion is really these stories you tell about the past, and now they weren't. You know, they they were creating all this not just unpredictable stories in the game, but unpredictable stories around the game. Mm. And six, Roar is a god, which I don't the, no Roar understand done. that. So no, okay. No. So let's debate this because I think okay. this is awesome. This is this is such <laughs> everything that's <laughs> done has okay. reinforced a metaphor that this game is a religion. <laughs> you had a one true god, I, yeah. a creator. Uh, a first apostle, a perverted version of the truth, uh, disputes about the holy text, disputes about whose ver- vision of the original intent was more pure. Yeah, the intention of it. Yep. Trying to make a buck off of it, but then passing it off as charity. Uh, you know, lies, not keeping your promise, mystery. This, <laughs> this was way more interesting than if people just... Pass this USB drive from person to person to person and kept sure. hush tones yeah. about it. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. The only thing that I think would be awesomer is if someone violated the rules explicitly, like posted video game footage of them playing the game, which is against the nine commandments of Chain World. You're not supposed to talk oh, about it? what happens. You're not supposed to show anybody what happens except for the next person that plays it. So, so we literally know nothing about this game no. because no one has released any information. No, about it. and it's only had like three players. Yeah, right. But I think well, it'd be B- funny. Beer goggles got it, didn't she? No, she didn't play it. 
I, I thought you said no, you saw her at PAX. Yes, she talked about it. She was she was pimping it. The whole idea of this, you know, auction to raise money. I thought and all someone that kind handed it to her at PAX. It was yeah, the G guy was there, but okay. nobody like I don't think they handed it to her to be the next person to play. I don't know. Oh well, lame. my my memories of that was kind of fuzzy. <laughs> I remember right. the multiplayer Thumb Wars game, it's, and that's about it. Got moist when you heard Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I did <laughs> a little bit. And, and, yeah, so I'm. I'm of the opinion that the original vision was perverted, no yes. doubt. Like Rora did not sure. attend for this to be auctioned off to celebrities. Sure, by any means. No, but I, I can't argue with where it's gone because it's just so cool. Like the story is so awesome. It's got twists and turns and villains right? and heroes, and and the fact that this guy posted videos on YouTube of him a destroying or b handing off the drive. Like, this this is so cool. Who knows if it's even in, still in existence, right? Right. Can you imagine if someone wrote a, a, a canonical example or, like, a, a factual example, a factual account, rather, mm. of what happened, and then you buried it for 2,000 years and someone found <laughs> it later? It would be the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. It would basically be the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm totally convinced I mean, I don't that this be, could be a religion. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't want to be too cavalier because I think we're being a little bit cavalier since we're sure. both kind of atheist and agnostics. And obviously, we're uh, we're it's hyperbole or right, whatever you hyperbole. call it. Hyperbole, yeah. It's the epitome That's of the hyperbole. For. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hyperbole with the Raiders versus <laughs> the Dumb Fox. <laughs> Raiders versus Chain World. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think that this, if, if this just became like this weird cult where people just pass on and you heard it in hushed tones at game conventions, mm-hmm. it would be okay. But what's happened since has been freaking amazing. So I if, love it. I love it too. If I were this guy, I feel like this would have violated his original intent, but, it's but hard for- I would have programmed the thing so that it would report back to me. So that I know where it is. Like, IP addresses. I could tell where in the country, where in the world it is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this guy didn't do that. So he's so, just hanging out there. Plus, that'd be so easy to disable because it's a USB fucking drive. I mean, if you yeah, added you all that shit to it. you can change the code. But like, that's the thing. USB drives don't have transponders and... I mean, you'd have to embed no, no, it, too. No. Okay. You, yeah, you'd have to have software that auto-installs on the, on the but user's computer. But what if someone just destroys and, it? Right? Like, what if someone edits the code? I mean, it's like, Changes the game. It's like fucking... And that would be awesome if someone destroyed it and, like, Sauron fucked up the world in the Lord of like, the Rings trilogy. Or, uh, or someone burned the Library of Alexandria, for or instance. Or Satan <laughs> right? tempted the first man, and then the creator came down and had to do something else to keep it going. I mean, this could go <laughs> so many cool angles. It could, yeah. Like, I think that you say it's a perversion... Uh-huh. I think it's the ultimate fulfillment of the guy's game design. No, and I'm coming around to that because it's just taken such an unpredictable trajectory mm-hmm. in its story that I I can't see it going any better. I mean, the only thing is, like, you need stories of, like, someone holding this USB drive and it cures them mm-hmm. and their cancer goes away. <laughs> sure, yeah. Why I not? mean, this, yeah, it is pretty awesome where this could go. So I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for more stories on this. Like, I'm going to be searching Chain World every day on Google to find out what what's happening, the right. latest with Chain World. Right. Um, is, yeah. Is that all we have on Chain World? Are you done with Chain World? I am. I'm just reading some of the um, – I'm reading some of the comments and how apocalyptic people are. Like, this is a very heated debate. Like, uh, like if you mm-hmm. went to some place and looked at an abortion article – or an article about what uh, prayer in schools or anything like that. That's that's how heated the debate is in this 
comment thread. Oh, okay. Did you read the comment thread on this No, thing? I didn't. I, yeah. I, I have very low tolerance for comments in general. Right. Especially <laughs> so our I typically listeners. don't. God yeah. damn, when they get our... Oh, oh. When they email us at, uh, at blueyonder at baldmove.com or when they go good. to our forums at forums.baldmove.com. Yeah. Yeah, we have very low tolerance for that. Yeah. So please don't do it if you want to it's irritate good, us with this podcast. It's a good thing no one does. <laughs> <laughs> do that stuff. Um... Anyway, All so, right. so let's chain this into our next topic, talking about video games. Well, or do we want to... Um, Man, I had the ultimate segue. The ultimate right. segue going, and you just interrupted. And I don't and feel like reviewing it. a Rift Tracks. I could, but I'm not going to. Which one were you going to review? Um, Road, Roadhouse. Ro- oh, so that's coming up, listeners. You yeah. know, it's in the bag. I could do it right now. Did we do the Karate Kid 3 last yes, week? we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. What the hell, man? Do what? you have a depressed skull fracture? I do. You can't remember what happened I'm last con- week? I'm concussed. <laughs> Am I still dating someone? What the <laughs> I- <laughs> Did I change my diaper this morning? <laughs> Are you moving in with me this weekend? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, uh, okay, well, let's chain this. Yeah, yes. speaking of stupidity. Uh, there, so I, I was reading this article today. Uh, and apparently, apparently it's a video. I didn't know that because I was at work. I couldn't look at the video at the time. But uh, they were talking about how these people on the Today Show think it is inappropriate for people in their 30s slash 40s to be playing video games still. And I have to say, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, yeah, you. Want I'm to, actually let's play the pretty clip. damn sure I don't. Yeah, let's play the because clip this real quick. Is a Kathy Lee Gifford and the other. It, it really makes me want to go blind and deaf. Yeah, I. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's just play it. Elizabeth, what's up with men and video games? Do you think it's okay for men oh. to play video games in their oh. 30s yeah. and no, over? No, that's weird. That's no, weird. Xbox. The answer, no. I mean, maybe... Does it really, go down? I think, you know, when you're in your 30s, there should be something <laughs> more on your mind, your attention to video games. I mean, that's it, you know. That, but what about the guys who But if they're playing them with their kids, well, it's that's totally different. I don't fine. think that's totally yes. No, they're talking about you know, there's lots of else to do in life than video games after 30. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I can't believe I'm, believe I'm agreeing with Donnie We've, on we've agreed on everything. I have a vein raging in my forehead right now. Maybe if there were anybody in their 30s on that show, I could tolerate it. But there's not. Uh, They're talking about, and it's like the whole thing is like they said that, you know, we're talking about this weed, the weird basement people. Right? Those are the outliers. What? Okay, like. I have this problem. I've got this theory that there's a lot of women out there who don't like to see men have fun. Like, they react... Oh, oh no. We're getting controversial. I don't care. Because I, it's I know true. you don't. It's, I think there is there is a type of woman out there that reacts to ha- seeing men have a good time the way mm-hmm. a police officer reacts to seeing a motorist burn out or pop a fucking wheelie. It just, yeah. like, triggers something primal red zone in their mind. And they're like, they got to stop it. Because... In their mind, the man's role is to fucking help take care of the kids and to make money so they can buy shit. Bread. And I was in a relationship with a woman for 12 years that, uh, you know, the stuff that she did that she found fun. This is the relationship cast, by the way. Yeah. Like 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 landscaping and decorating the house yeah. and buying clothes for herself. Those are things for the family. Oh, buying clothes for herself is absolutely for the family. Are you kidding me? Me spending money on a video game was selfish. Oh, yeah. And this oh, whole yeah. thing, like, well, I guess if it's if they do it with the kids, that's one thing. It's like, you know what? Fuck you. If a man <laughs> if a man is earning money and, and paying and pulling his own weight and helping out with the kids and helping out the house chores... There's nothing weird 
Like, why don't you ask, is it weird for a guy to watch three movies a week? Is it weird for a guy to watch four hours of television a day? Is it weird for a guy to sit around sure. all Sunday and watch football? Yeah. No, because he's having a good time. And if he's a good father and a provider and all that stuff, why don't you get off his back, bitch? Here, here's the thing. This guy, what does this guy look like? 50? Yeah. He looks like he's 50 years old. I think he's from a different generation when video games were just not something you did. Sitting around watching TV, having a beer was something you did. And I guarantee he would say that that is an acceptable after work hobby. Right. Even if the the guy's drinking a six pack every night and collapse and passing out in front of a television, that's acceptable. That's acceptable because that's what his generation did. Our generation plays video games. Our generation will be playing video games until they're 80 years old because that's what we grew up on. Not Howdy Doody, not television. We grew up with video games. So he I don't think any of these people, none of these people are in our generation at right. all. They're all older than us. Right. So I don't think they understand that that's just part of the lifestyle that we have now. Yeah, but I've known there are women out there that espouse this theory even in our, our own generation that video games are a waste of time. How, how are video games any more waste of time than watching movies? I don't know. Like Now, there, there's a difference between, I think, playing Mortal Kombat and playing something maybe a little more interesting, well, you know? Well, dude, I used to have to, I mean, you knew, I used to have to beg to get the way for like one night <laughs> for a, week, a, a month to play, to play a board game with you guys, mm-hmm. or like I had to pay penance on and walked on crushed glass to play a land party. Yeah. I mean, there it's it's a weird, I don't understand why, but it is a very weird kind of control issue almost. And mm. that uh, I don't know. I'm 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 from a toxic relationship <laughs> where this kind of stuff just makes me go into this like weird like zone that red zone where I just want to start punching people. No, I get it. I get it. I just I think it's a generation gap thing. I don't think it's – I think that's part of it, but I also think that um, I've never it's a been larger in one issue of those. where there's, yeah. you know, there's like sometimes – and I think, you know, there's stuff that's healthy and unhealthy, okay? Like, sure. I, you yeah. know, if, if you are doing video games to exclusion of all else, you're not paying any attention to your kids. If you're one your of wife. those basement people, like if she's talking about. If you're addicted, you know, because mm-hmm. the thing is, is like, I think that people get addicted to things because of, it's a way to medicate depression. You can get addicted to oh. drugs, you get addicted to sex. Alcohol, gambling, money, everything power. you can think, and things that are right in the wheelhouse of the guy's pastime. Right. If you have to play video games every waking moment or you get, to, you know, to, to take your mind off how bad your life is and all that kind of stuff, hmm. you know, that, that's not healthy. But if you've got a job and a social life and you do things with friends and games are part of that. Yeah. And if you're playing for three hours a night, you know, why, I don't understand why that necessarily is a problem if everything else is going good. It's, in my opinion, it's absolutely no different and probably more beneficial than watching television every night. I think that there's a there is some codependency in relationships where, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to really grasp for it. It like I was in I, the relationship I was in. It would be considered family time if you would watch TV together. Even if I did not like the TV show, <laughs> it became not family time if I was on the same couch and the TV was on and I had my laptop open. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was in that was insanity because it's like I don't like Top Chef, I don't like these the same stuff. And, and well, there's something 
exclusive about having a laptop open on your lap, right? How? Because you're the only one who can see it. Like you can't, you can't possibly have a conversation with someone else about something you're looking at and they're not. But why do you have to share everything all the time? Like there's some relationships that are like that, but I Mm -hmm. think it's kind of codependent that if you can't, like, I think that every relationship uh, should have their own thing going on. I I totally agree. 100%. You should have your own friends, your own hobbies. You should have things in common, but you Mm -hmm. should also have your own time. And if you have kids, you know, uh, you got to figure out how yourself to do, but maybe one person gets one night a week where they get to do something by themselves. And then the yeah, other guy uh, watches girls or guys night out. And then the guy yeah. watches the kids and the woman does something different. But like, if mm. you don't have a life away from your partner, it just becomes really toxic and clingy and suffocating yeah. very fast. Yeah. Speaking from personal experience. <laughs> okay. So like I said, I thought this was a bigger social issue than just, uh, an old guy and two old harpies <laughs> not getting video three, games. Three old harpies. Three? Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the four person, actually. The, the person like. reading the, yeah. the mail, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because she was chiming in with her basement dweller stuff. So yeah, but, like, but there it, also are the basement dwellers who are unhealthy, right? I mean, we talked about yes. that. There, yeah. there are people who take it to the extreme, and yeah. if you're thirty or forty and you are playing games to the detriment of everything else in your life, that's a problem. Well, but it's a problem. It's because... the same problem as if you're a high schooler playing games to the detriment of your education. Yeah, I guess my problem is is because I don't think long term. If like I thought, thought truly thought people would be happier that way, mm. I don't. You know, I don't think it would be a bad deal. But just if, playing games. Yeah. But I think p- playing video games. If you're playing video games for let's say 18 hours a day on a regular basis, <sighs> you're kind of voluntarily putting yourself into the matrix, right? <laughs> Well, you I, are living, I'd sign up for that anyway. <laughs> you're living a fantasy life at the expense of not having a real one. And that has yeah, yeah. real consequences because, you mm-hmm. know, you're probably not keeping down a job and you're working yourself into debt and, like, blah, 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 blah. So, sure, yeah. That's why people live in their parents' basements. Yeah. So I think that's, like, you know, there's nothing intrinsically wrong with playing video games that much except for it has a cost to a person's self-esteem and... Yeah, you know, it's, the, it's the development as a person and an opportunity cost. You're you're looking at time you could be spent on other things. Right, that you're spending on essentially nothing uh, that's progressing your 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 place in life. You know, Did like, one of the things that made me craziest about my mom is like if I'd go out with my friends on Friday night and then Saturday something cool came up, opportunity, and I'd say, Hey, can I uh, go out? It's too they, much. They you would say, you, you just did something last night. Yeah. So you don't need to do something tonight. I'm like, right? what the fuck kind of logic is that? Something cool happened last <laughs> night. Something cool is happening tonight. And now I can't go because what? Yeah. Now my parents, my, my mom tried to do that to me. My dad did not. See, if I my my, my dad boy, was cool with it. Like, I think that's I think that's a way for parents to try to keep their kids in the nest longer because uh-huh. yeah, you totally. know that happens when you're late teen and you start mm-hmm. detaching, and that's a healthy thing to happen. Oh yeah, but and yeah, so, you so, want to interact with people. And, yeah, yeah, but parents don't like that. Well, at least my parents. Well, my my mom. Didn't I can like see that not liking it because you know it kind of. I read something somewhere that says if you do your job right, you're training your child to break your heart one day. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because they're going to not need you anymore. Yeah. And they're going to want to spend time with their family and their friends and all that stuff. And you, you hear about these guys and girls in their 30s and 40s that are more wrapped up in their parents and brothers and sisters than they are in their own families and friends. Mm. And that's yeah. the kind of shit that happens when you do that. Yeah. I mean, you want your... You want them to create their own life. And, you know, obviously, if you do your job right, too, they won't completely abandon you. 
couch. And between a state-run <laughs> nursing home and be like, right. cats yeah. in the cradle in the silver. I mean, Although, I gotta say, I honestly have no idea what I'm gonna do. My parents are getting up there. My dad's like 72. But we have weird, fucked up situations. It, sure, like I probably won't have to take care of my parents just because they won't let me. But I don't know how I would if they did because I don't, I don't make, I don't know that I make enough money to support my parents. As well as myself, you know? The other thing is they've cut, like, like my dad I would support, or, yeah. you know, because... But your mom, you probably wouldn't. They've cut the ties, yeah. Yeah, like, she decided that the religion was more important than me. Yeah, they disown you, you're going to disown them yes. right back. and not feel bad about it. That makes sense. <laughs> but I don't know how I would. Like, let's say, hypothetically, I was in a situation where 99% of the population is, where they're eventually going to have to support their parents in one way or another. I don't know how I'd do that. Yeah, I mean, I make I make good money. There's yeah, no doubt about it. But I, I still like I would have a hard time supporting my family, like my my parents, in addition to like whatever family I would have, or even myself. It yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know. You find That's the wild. worst state run nursing home, the one they talk about <laughs> on the TV shows. Fifty bucks a month. You got and, your parents yeah, or Soylent Green. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fargo, a little of that. <laughs> <laughs> Wood chipper. Yeah, is that what you're going? <laughs> Soil and green, just Fargo oh. it Fargo it right into Soil and Green, man. Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Alright. So what what else do we have to say about this? I have nothing to say I blue screened after the Fargo putting your parents in a wood chipper, honestly. <laughs> That's a little low even for you, Jim. <laughs> you're a monster. And I'm surprised uh, you put that out in the air. <laughs> Whatever, my parents don't listen to this. Are you kidding me? True. Yeah. Um, my brother might, though. He might tell them. Yeah, but he's probably on board the wood chipper, too. I mean, right. you guys, you guys he, are, Otherwise, he has to I've always him, right? had my eyes on you boys. I, mean, that's, I always thought you guys were crazy. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what else we have to talk about. I mean, we're... Yeah, we uh, uh, we got a little bit of feedback. I mean, people said they liked the Do Maverick we have some feedback? Hit me with some feedback, because... Jesse of Personal uh, Arrogance said, I liked, loved the Madbrew Wait, wait, that's not feedback. That's... Off the top of your head. No, that's feedback. <laughs> I don't see any feedback on that screen. <sighs> oh, we were talking about Seaman. <laughs> the no. Dreamcast game. No. no. Okay, if you want to talk about Seaman, we'll Fucking Seaman with Leonard Nimoy. Look it up. Look it up, listeners. Now, are you going to force me to put this in my fucking show notes now? No, I'm not. Okay, because Seaman, 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 Seaman. God damn it. There's too many topics in our for- forums now. I, can't, I know. I can't navigate it. Uh... Anyway, so I don't, I don't know. So yeah, I let's, think let's get some feedback going. I think we were kind of talked about it. Um, Ostafa said that um, the white straight CIS male privilege situation is a tough one to approach, which I think was interesting because I know from him he's of a more a minority too. He's a Muslim American, sure. So he probably knows about discrimination and all that kind of bullshit. Yeah, uh, which it's funny because I kind of thought he'd get into that in his comment and he didn't. Um, but he said. Uh, he wants a day where people naturally not care what a person is. He's like all oh, Martin mm-hmm. Luther King. I have a dream. Um, he said, as for the one solution of making a note of people who are not a privilege and go out of our ways to make sure they're equal, that's more of a quick fix that doesn't help the problem. It's like if a muffler fell off my car mm-hmm. and I decided to fix with duct tape. You know, it's actually a mess and it's nowhere near the state it should be at. But yeah. so it's like I kind of agree well, because, and also mm-hmm. there are some. Man, I don't know how to talk about this in a, in, the, in the the semi-informed state I am without becoming across <laughs> offensive. Because I want what I really want to say is 
there are some things intrinsically empirically better about being a man. Oh no. And there's some things intrinsically better about being a woman. For example, boobs. <laughs> women in you know, like you talk about reproductive rights and all that kind of, and you know, and you talk about, you know, men's strength mm. advantages and the fact that we live in like a male patriarch. I mean, I don't know like like I haven't unpacked everything that I get for being a straight white male that are good that I want everyone to have. Yeah. And some things that I get because intrinsic things that I have that maybe a woman doesn't. Like, mm. I can ejaculate semen. <laughs> what? Caution, semen. If they if they <laughs> want to do that, I can't help them. No. What? Uh, you lost me, man. I don't know. That's why I said I would I would run the risk of sounding like a, a, a half-informed idiot. Uh, okay. But I'm like, uh, I'm like, everyone's about, what I'm saying is, I guess not, you know, every I, not everyone, not everyone is born equal. Like, we say that like it's a thing, but not everyone is born equal, and we have inequalities in our system, even if we try to make everything well, fair. Well, we have, we have inequalities in the societal system, right? Yeah. Um economic social everything yeah and and i think Justice. that's that's what we really need to repair now there i mean if you're talking about like strength or whatever that of course a man is str- physically stronger than a woman that's that that's, has consequences i mean the, the that has consequences we, within society yeah isn't that but they're like society is like some ran like men randomly decided to oppress women i think what happened is men were the dominant side of our species and sure. we're the ones that made war and we're the ones that hunted and we're the ones that protected and yeah. women needed us for survival and, and, and now flash changing. forward that women yeah. have cars and handguns and you know other things and they've got their own money and that's not a, but our society hasn't caught up because you got hundreds of thousands of it's, years uh, okay but here's the deal it's it's gradually changing just yes. as uh Black people being in movies gradually change. Right. Just as the gay culture is gradually being assimilated into our society. Right. Everything comes in its due time. We have to work through the period of hardship with this where where we we strive for equality and eventually we hit it. I mean, it's it's not going to happen overnight. It can't happen overnight. We've talked about this it, in multiple casts before. If our if our society stays stable and sane and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. think about it like Walking Dead. One of the prime issues were <laughs> no, a serious crisis happens yeah. in the civilization and things instantly reverted back to where men were running things and women just kind of passively went along with it. And even women said like, "What the fuck? When did we go along with that?" But, you know, when a man... And I don't agree that it has to be that way. I think... Dude, when a man was whipping ass on a woman, sure. the other women couldn't stop him, and a man had to come in there... No, like, I I understand that. Like, the, the, right. the physical differences between men and women mm-hmm. are there, and they're not going to change, right? Right. That's something that's built into the human species. Right. Now, as far as how our society deals with it, Rick Grimes doesn't have to step up in Walking Dead and be the leader... Right. Uh, his his girlfriend, whatever her name is, or any of the other women on the <laughs> That's show. sexist. <laughs> right, because I don't remember her name. Uh, any of the other women She's on the show a could, faceless woman to you. could step up and be the leader. Yeah. They, they, can, they can formulate the same ideas. They can come to the same conclusions that men can. Actually. But when it comes to killing zombies, of course, men are stronger physically. They're, right. They have a different physical makeup. So, of course. I just don't, like... I actually have a really. I, I'm going to challenge you on Breaking Good on some things that you said the last week and some of the stuff. So it's like, and there'll be some of that. But 
I guess what I'm saying is, um, it's not. I, I think that the differences in sexes are not just a physical, mm-hmm. and there's like, and I and 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 that's one of the things I wanted to get into. I wanted to do a podcast just about relational types of stuff. Because it's not just men and women. I guess it's like feminine and masculine. Because you can have masculine women and feminine men. Sure, yeah. Um, that type of, like, when you're talking about emotional and mental energies and, and you look at all these studies about, like, women are better at this than men and men are better than this than women. Mm-hmm. There are biological hardware differences between us mm-hmm. at a emotional, a, a psychological, at a hormonal level. And... Like, I think it's good that we're pushing towards equal treatment. But yeah. I think in a utopian society, there would be more of a division of labor. Hmm. Like, there wouldn't be equality. that would be, like, we'd go to this weird separate but equal. Does that make sense? No, it does. I mean, you don't want, like, a five-foot dainty woman wielding a chainsaw as a lumberjack. Well, it's like, like well, it just the classic work out, example right? is firefighters changed the standards of what they did for physical uh, fitness. So, like, it used to be that a fireman had to carry a 150-pound person. Well, you goddamn better be able to lift a fire hose. Well, no, because what they've done is now their physical requirement is two people have to be able to carry it. Because women could not okay. carry a you know a per- an unconscious person down three flights of stairs or whatever the thing was. Uh, and gotcha. because they can't bar women from being firefighters, they changed the standard to now... As long as two people can do the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm a a person, I want a big burly fireman to be able to carry my fat ass down a mm-hmm. flight of stairs or drag me or something. So it's like And this is not this is not actually a men versus women thing. This is about physically being able to perform uh, yeah, a function. If there is a, because I guarantee that I could not carry you no. down a set of stairs, whereas there are women who could carry you down yes, a set of stairs who exactly. are bigger than me, are more physically capable. And than that's me. what I'm saying is like we should not like this 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 equal treatment thing mm-hmm. has gotten kind of perverted, and now that like we we've, we've relaxed standards. When if a woman can fit a standard that mm-hmm. a, that that is set forth by a job because it makes sense, exactly. Like so, if Linda Hamilton wants to be a firefighter or the the the. Uh, Vasquez from Aliens wants to be a firefighter, then fuck yeah. Uh-huh. Let her fight fires. Yeah, right. But if, like, you know, your girlfriend, <laughs> I don't want your girlfriend showing up in a hard hat to carry uh, my fat ass downstairs. Sorry, Crystal. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't think she You're wants right. to carry my fat I, ass downstairs. I don't think she wants to carry me down a set of stairs. And I don't no. want you showing up to carry <laughs> right. my fat ass downstairs right. either, right? right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's it's not about gender. Yeah. It's about the physical ability to carry out a function. And like I said, women that are like pissed that I'm saying this, please send me email. Yeah, yeah. At blueyonner at baldmove.com because I will I'm trying to figure this shit out. Yeah, we both are, I think. I mean, like because of the way I was raised and this you know fundamental religion, I haven't spent a lot of time, so I'm actually trying to grow as a person. So send that mail. Blueyonder at baldmove.com. Tell us why tell me why I'm wrong. Um I'd love to hear it. And we'll talk about it on the air. We'll talk about it off the air. We'll we'll get through this. We'll, we'll bring. Talk. We'll get to our blue yonder utopia. We promise we'll talk about it off the air. <laughs> we'll talk about you behind your back. Um, Do you have any more feedback? Is that the only feedback we've got is from our forums that people can go publicly view on forums.baldmove.com? Forums.baldmove.com. Yeah, that's all the feedback we've got. We've got that's- no emails. I don't have any emails. Right. I don't know if stuff. Actually, I don't know if we have a stuff. Do we have any voicemails? 
No voicemails. <laughs> All right. No carrier pigeon. Tele- telepathic communications to I you, have maybe? Not, no. If I got one, I'd be seeing James Randy about that million dollars. <laughs> All <laughs> right. His eyeglass store <laughs> in Boston, Massachusetts. Where his he... I- wait, wait. Bring this back. No, to... it wasn't stores museum. Eyeglass, eyeglass museum in Boston. Does he have like Thomas Edison's eyeglasses or something? Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Yeah, that's oh, wait. the guy I was looking we for. We haven't released that cast. What? That's the that's the Jonestown experiment that you did on the oh, cast. Yeah. Can I talk a little bit about the Jonestown Hype experiment? It up. Because Hype it up, I'm worried. I'm nervous. I don't think the no, world's ready this, for this cast. This is the greatest. I'm telling you, listeners, it it starts a little rough, but by the time you realize what I'm doing to Aaron, it's glorious. It's you, our best episode ever, easily. You you mind fucked me. I did. I did. I really did. And here's the thing. I had been considering this option for a long time because i take like a 40 minute drive to your place every week to do this podcast right Uh uh so what i was planning on doing was i was going to record my own personal solo podcast on the way here and talk to the listeners about how i was gonna fuck with you that week because really? like every week I was going to do something different to you. You planned this? I, I no, I didn't plan. You're a monster. This, I didn't plan this particular one, but halfway through the episode, I realized this is oh, happening, right so I ought to go with it. So that's what I did. I I decided, you, you know what? I can't talk about it to the listeners, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I did. You ever been mind fucked before? I don't think so. I'm mind fucking you right now. <laughs> you are. Can you feel my dick fucking your mind? really feel anything see that's it that's the art of it i'm mind fucking the shit out of you <laughs> hope you're wearing a condom because i have a dirty mind <laughs> yeah you wow. you mind fucked the shit out of me i did man and it was uncomfortable like i it was yeah. i'm not making this up it was very funny that the climax of it but when i brought end, it around we, he's yeah. like we should do that if we can like dude it was actually shake it sh- <laughs> it shook me <laughs> It was tough to get through. It was very uncomfortable for me. Yeah, yeah. And that's what made it so genuine and so brilliant. I can't brilliant. believe we're releasing it, actually. Cause we will. We will. It's a tough, it's a weird, weird show. Yeah. At the beginning of it, I say it's episode 73, but this is actually 73. That's part of the mind fuck. That's part of the mind fuck. To the listeners. Can yep. you hear Jim's, can you feel Jim's <laughs> My cock? mind cock. Yeah, in, in, in your mind. <laughs> God, what the hell? What the hell are we doing? I don't know. We're ending the show is what we're doing. Okay. We're ending the show. Mm, yep, we've already shouted out all our social media stuff. I think it's time to end the show. We're ending the show. We have a specific way to end it, and for whatever reason, I don't know if this is an extended part of the mindfuck, <laughs> but you have refused <laughs> to use that sequence of words to end it So several weeks now. And with that said... Thank God. Until next time, I'm Jim Jones. And I'm Aaron Hubbard. Ciao. The audio boobs are coming out tonight. Boobs. Boobing those audios. How you doing on your beer? You need some more beer, I think. No, I don't. No, you need to drink some more beer is what I'm saying. Alrighty. I've had a lot of beer and a lot of booze today, actually. Uh, Yeah, but you're not currently drunk. How do you know? You don't seem like it. (laughs) I can tell. I can tell if you're drunk. Uh, You get just slightly less...
uh, crisp in my audio. Yeah, your audio levels go down a bit. All right. I'll fucking no, chug. No, actually, your audio levels go up when you're drunk. I'll fucking chug. I think that's that's what most people... Don't chug that beautiful beer. Don't chug that beautiful beer. <laughs> I quaffed it. All right. It actually tastes good warm. Yeah. Yeah, that beer tastes good no matter what you do to it. You could piss at it, and that beer would still taste like <laughs> an angel's ass. Uh, which tastes good. That's what I say. find the goodness of that. Hey, an angel tastes good no matter where you taste it. <laughs> The what about ass? the swampy armpit? Oh yeah, angel, really? yeah, it's angel sweat. What do you? It tastes like angel food cake, <laughs> soaked in <laughs> evaporated milk. Sure, they sweat evaporated milk. You yeah, didn't know that? Oh god, that would be delicious. If I had a, if I had a woman milk. that sweated evaporated milk, I couldn't stop licking her. No, that'd be gross. I don't even really like the taste of milk that much. Do you? Yeah, but evaporated. I'd rather have do you, like. Do you know what evaporated milk tastes like? No, I've never had evaporated milk. It's almost like caramely. It's very sweet. Hmm. It's it's the powder, right? No, it's a, it's like really thick, syrupy, sweet, almost what like a, almost I'm like liquid, powdered almost milk, almost like uh, a syrupy icing. Hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not powdered. Oh, milk. No. interesting. Condensed milk. It looks like semen, but tastes like <laughs> tastes like angel spooge. Better than <laughs> better than tastes like semen, but looks like <laughs> yeah. Tastes but like, like semen. icing. It tastes like semen, but uh, looks like. Delicious ambrosia. <laughs> semen All looks right. like delicious ambrosia. Are you ready, semen man? I'm ready. Uh, did you ever play the game Seaman on Dreamcast? Fuck. It had no. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy was the narrator of it. Yeah. And you spoke into a microphone to play this game. I never played it either, but I had a copy of it. I had it was a called copy of it. It's called Seaman. It was called actually. Um, <laughs> Caution, seaman. I think <laughs> had a big caution sign on the front. Like caution, the, seaman. <laughs> yeah, like the diamond shaped. Yeah, caution, seaman. And Leonard Nimoy had a had his mouth all over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. no! Yeah, there you go, Shimon. What the fuck? Yeah, dude, I had a sealed copy of that. What Crazy. the fuck? <laughs> Leonard Nimoy as himself. Yeah, Did you I, see I know, that I shit? Know. As himself. It's the third best-selling Dreamcast game? <laughs> that, that does not This did not right. come out in the United States. Oh, sure it did. No, it didn't. Yeah, dude. Caution, semen. Game Informer named the game one of the top ten weirdest of all time. Yeah, look. Release dates. Dreamcast. Seaman 2. <laughs> yeah, Seaman 2 is pretty rare. Seaman. Don't panic. Seaman oh. 2. Look at this thing. You could Photoshop that. Oh. Don't panic, Seaman and Seaman 2. Yep. Wow. All right. <laughs> Fucking let's cast this shit. We've man. been casting for the last 10 minutes. I'd believe you. <laughs>